Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance guests like the legend Joe Montana live this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. We are loaded up today with a dash of baseball and a sprinkle of hoops amongst all the football talk. Week three starts tonight. I'm back in the chair. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, and the place to start, of course, is with outstanding football conversation. And I'm so delighted in studio here giving us the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Not one, but two of my amigos from Get Up this morning, Bart Scott and Damian Woody, who were uh, teammates, of course, with the Jets over the many years. And there's so much to get to in the NFL. But within the last half hour, guys, I think there's only one place to start. These quotes from Alex Guerrero, I think, are fascinating. Let me make sure everyone knows who Alex is. Alex Guerrero is TB12. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady is TB12, but Alex Guerrero Mm -hmm. is the man who is his business partner, who is his trainer, who is his extraordinarily close friend, almost his guru when it comes to all the nutrition and everything else. So I think it's safe to say that unless you're getting it from Giselle, you're not getting it from any better source than you are if you're getting it from Alex Guerrero. And this is what Alex Guerrero told the Boston Herald about Tom Brady and his relationship with Bill Belichick. He said, I think in time with Tom, As Tom got into his late 30s or early 40s, I think Bill was still trying to treat him like that 20-year-old kid that he drafted. Mm -hmm. And all the players, I think, realized Tom was different. He's older, so he should be treated differently. And all the players, none of them would have cared that he was treated differently. I think that was such a Bill thing. He never evolved. So you can't treat someone who's in his 40s like they're 20. It doesn't work. Now, Bart Scott, you were not in our studio when we had this conversation. What's your reaction? I mean, that's absolutely right. Uh, Of course, right? Sometimes it's almost like with parents and how we see our children, right? You always see them as you've met them or as they are, right? You don't see them as who they are right now. And, you know, as you evolve and and you, you you know, develop as a man, you want to be treated that way. We heard the same things, right, where Popovich and Kawhi Leonard, Right. You can't talk to me like that. You can't demean me in front of everybody. And Brian Billick, who to me was one of my best coaches I've ever had. He always said, listen, I'll treat everybody fairly. No one the same. And Tom Brady had earned that right. And at that point where he was at that point where he's when the frustration started, I believe it's more of a partnership than a dictatorship. And sometimes, you know, coaches want to have like a a, a, a order of uh, how it goes. It's usually general manager, head coach players, right? But, you know, with Tom Brady, he had earned the right to be like a LeBron James, where he has to, the, the, he can make some of the decisions about what he wants to go see going forward and what he needs. Tom Brady gave back more money than anybody. He got tired of the bad groceries that Bill decided to go to and ask him to make the meal with. And D. Wood, I'll remind everyone, you, were, uh, you started your career with New England. You were there when Brady started. You won Super Bowls with him, and obviously you played for Belichick. So your perspective on this is fascinating. When you hear these comments from Alex Guerrero, what do you think? I think Alex is, is, is voicing exactly what's in, what's, what's, what Tom Brady is thinking, that, that whole camp. Um, when you're talking about Tom Brady, you're talking about between him and Belichick, two alpha males. Think about it, They had to coexist for 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. And the more success you have, the more strain it puts on that relationship. And like Bart was talking about, Tom had earned the right to look to have that, that relationship evolve into a partnership. Because we all know as players, not everybody gets treated the same. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks who, you know, who has gotten to a certain level, 
they're not on the same playing field as all the other guys in the locker room. That's just the, the matter of fact. And as Bill just kind of kept this Patriot way, this 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 whole mantra of everybody being the same, you know, it tends to wear on it tends to wear on people. And I would especially think that it, it wore on Tom um, during his latter days in New England. So I think there's a lot to unpack here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Bart, on the same day or right next to each other, you have Tom Brady Sr., who's been a regular guest here on this show. You have him going on a podcast in Boston, Tom Curran's Patriots podcast. And when he's asked, uh, did, did, did Tom feel vindication by going down there? Tom Brady Sr.'s answer is damn right. Mm. So he's being direct in talking about this. Here's Guerrero coming out and talking about this with the Boston Herald. This is a week and a half away from Brady's return. The thing that I keep thinking is, if Brady wasn't okay with these guys saying this, I don't think they would. I don't think Dad would, and I certainly don't think Alex Guerrero would. So Brady is, I have to believe, contributing to this being out there in the ether leading into this game. Uh, this, This is Tom really setting the stage for him to go in there and try and destroy the New England Patriots to show them that you could have had this. But this guy was so arrogant, his ego so big, that he couldn't coexist and give me my due. So I told you guys it was just it was more about me than it is about him. If I put two of these up, we, this argument debate's over about who was more important, right? Because at the end of the day, you can't play. You can, you, can, you can coach and you can put us in position, but it was me that put those X's and O's above the, 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 the whatever in Joe's, right? right? So, yeah, listen, this is – I think Tom Brady on his way out is on a revenge tour, right? And he wants to show everybody that it's about him. and He's the greatest athlete, not just player, football player, greatest athlete to ever lace up for any team. I mean, at this point, it would be kind of hard to argue against it. He's 44 years old and playing at an MVP caliber level. That is not an overstatement. He has thrown nine touchdowns in the last two weeks. He was he was not carried to a Super Bowl championship last year at the age of 43. Right. He was the MVP at the age of 40. So it's pretty hard to argue the longevity and everything else taken into account, his place in the history of, of all American sports. That said, D. Wood, how about the timing, the fact that this is out there, that Alice Guerrero is saying this to the Boston Herald this directly right now. What does that mean? That it's already, on, it's already in the back of his mind. Even though he has a, a big game against the yeah. Los Angeles Rams, <laughs> I guarantee you, Tom and his and, and his inner circle, they're ready to go up to Foxborough and, and rain hell on the New England Patriots yeah. because I think they want they want to send a message. This is their opportunity in, in a game that the, the whole country is going to have their eyes on. This is going to be Tom Brady's <laughs> opportunity to say, yeah, yeah, like this yeah. this this is this you, is about me. This dude, is about yeah. this is yeah. about what what I brought to the table for twenty years. Yeah. All the the games we won, all the championships. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you that. Yeah, I, I deserve my due, and I'm gonna get it up here. I just wonder how he's gonna look at Matt Jones. Like, oh, oh, that's the next me. Oh, you mm. found the next me. Oh, let me show you. You ain't even close, youngster. Don't even worry about it. It's your fault. This ain't even about you. Just take this. Take, take this whooping like, like everybody else going to take one. There, there are so many things about that night that I'm looking forward to. Again, it's a week and a half away. Oh, the handshake. The oh. handshake with Brady and Bill. I mean, <laughs> the, do you remember? The fake hug. Did you guys live through the Brady and Mangini era? I mean, I lived through that. <laughs> Their handshakes every single game, every time they met each other, which is twice a year, uh, were always, you know, must-see TV. Mm-hmm. This is obviously that time's a trillion. But one more thing for you, D. Wood. 
It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I, I want you to give this to me direct, because you played for him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and Bart didn't, and you don't know. Well, this is Brady's Super Bowl times 10. We get it. And, and this stuff coming out here makes it clear. Brady wants this game as much as anyone ever has. How important is it to Bill? Oh, it's big. It's big. It's big. Make, make, I don't care what Bill says in a press conference or anything like that. This is a, this is a big game. Because uh, I remember just being in facilities like – Bill would have like these packets of, of all the you know all the information from from national media and all, and he would just be highlighting things. You could tell like mm. when it was something big, when it was a big game, big moment. This is going to be big for Bill. He might try to downplay it to everyone in the media, but behind closed doors, this is going to be a big moment for Bill. And, and you were actually making the point, Bart, on our TV show this morning that you think New England's game this weekend against New Orleans is critical yes. based upon the fact that you don't, they can't afford to start one and three. Yeah. That suggests to me you've already given the W in that one to Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't even think it's close. And I think what, what came away with from watching them play in the first two weeks is that the Buffalo Bills are so much better than everybody else in that division. They're so much farther in their program and their development. So if you go down one and three, you're going to have to be fighting for a wild card with what we've seen from – um, the Chargers, what we've seen from um, the, the the Broncos, from what we've seen from the Ravens and Cleveland, what makes you think that it's going to be a space available for the New England Patriots if they don't win the division? I mean, that is the big question. There is the extra playoff team now, so you'll get three wild cards in. But yeah, the AFC is loaded <clears throat> from top yeah. to bottom. Chargers, Broncos, Raiders are sitting at 2-0. and uh, those teams in the in the AFC North. Um, we'll see what, what else happens with Miami now. They're going to be playing without Tua. I'm not sure. The entire AFC is loaded. But this obviously, this is not where I intended to have this conversation with you guys. But to me, this is fascinating. A week and a half away from that matchup. Straight talk wireless. No contract. No compromise. I will let you guys run. Again, Barton Hahn today as every single day. So you got about an hour and 45 minutes. What yes. are you gonna, how are you going to kill the time? I'm going to eat some food, Granny. What are you going to have? Um, probably go get some protein. I'm trying to lose some LBs, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get back to the college weight. So I probably just go with some boiled eggs or something like that. Boiled eggs. That just doesn't sound very D Wood, how do boiled eggs sound to you? Is that no, uh, no, I, I, no I, I'm a country boy. I need some bacon. I need an omelet, like oh, okay. stuff like that. It's so, still an egg. Yeah, yeah, but boiled egg, no, scrap all that. I need the real stuff. Yes, an egg by any other name is not necessarily <laughs> an egg. You guys are the best. Thank you very much for sticking yeah. around and doing this oh, for me. Joe Montana will join me live next. Plus, the showdown to end all sports showdowns is upon us. Where will it lead? The man who knows the answers will join us coming up in a few minutes as well. Busy we are. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off 
your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. It's a really interesting weekend coming up in the NFL, but nothing compared to the following one. Actually, after we just finished our conversation, Damian Woody and Bart Scott and I, as we were walking out of the studio going into that break, D. Wood said to me he is already besieged with phone calls from people looking to get him on radio shows and all that kind of stuff for next week. It really is in its own way. I think it's the biggest regular season game I can ever think of. Now, we're going to have Joe Montana on here in a minute. In September of 94, Montana played against the excuse me, playing for the Chiefs, played against the Niners. That would have to go on the list. Joe Montana, a four-time champion with the 49ers, going up to play against that former team. Again, that was September of 94. That was pretty much as big as it could possibly be until this. A week from Sunday night, Tom Brady going back to Foxborough to play against the Patriots, a team that he led to six Super Bowl championships. Greeny with you, and it is our pleasure to welcome in the legendary Joe Montana, who joins me on the Goodyear Hotline, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Joe Montana. Good morning, Greeny. How are you? Well, I'm great. And quickly, before we get to that game, Joe is here on behalf of Guinness, the legendary Irish brewer, just announcing its plans to open a tap room in the West Loop neighborhood of Chicago, which will be open to the public in early 2023. And it's a big week for your Irish in the city of Chicago, right? They're playing at Soldier Field against Wisconsin this week. Do I have that right? Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the Notre Dame quarterback is that ex-Wisconsin guy, player. So it'll <laughs> be some interesting dynamics going on up there along with, um, you know, what the announcements from Guinness and, and also with our release of our commercial. So a new commercial coming out All right. um, to yeah. kick off the season. So yeah, it's a looking forward to it. I and mean, it's going to be an interesting weekend for, for Notre Dame. No question. And I always love talking Notre Dame with you, but, but right now it feels like this is about Brady. And I was just making the point to our audience, many of whom are probably not old enough to remember but you, once upon a time, you were in this exact situation. Here's Brady going back to play against the, the Patriots, the team that he led to all these championships. September of 94, you did the same thing as a Kansas City Chief going to play against your legendary former team, the, the Niners, which you had led to four Super Bowl championships. How would you describe all these years later what the emotions were like for you that game? Um, totally, totally excited (laughs) i couldn't wait you know you 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 try not to look forward to things like that but it was on our schedule and i knew it um i i was looking forward to it i think it was just it you know for tom you know he does his anything to prove and and it's not the same team you know that obviously won all those super bowls that he's going up against and i don't see them having an issue up there but um uh, I don't know what how the fans will react, and you know, fortunately for us, I didn't. We didn't go to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They actually came to the San, to Kansas City. So, I think it's going to be a different feel for him. It's going to be interesting and, and fun. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to hear a few boos for leaving, <laughs> but I doubt it. You know, those will last very long. You can't boo Tom very much, can you? 
I will say this. If you are a Patriot fan and you boo Tom Brady, they should take your tickets away. <laughs> they should they should not they should <laughs> never allow you in the stadium again. Yeah, but there's gonna be that handful that's gonna that's gonna do it. Somebody's not somebody doesn't appreciate what what he did before he left. And and you know that that you know, fans are fickled that way, so but I hope not. I hope not for his for, for him and everybody that doesn't happen. Here's what I'll say. Fans in San Francisco who got to watch you and then got to watch Steve Young and fans in New England who had Brady all these years and fans in Green Bay who had Rodgers and Fire, they don't know what it's like for the rest of us. <laughs> like if, if I could have Tom Brady for 20 years or Joe Montana or someone like that, not only would I never boo them again, but I would name all of my children and pets after them. And that would be the end of that. But people, there, there are two teams. There's two kinds of NFL teams out there, Joe. There are those who have guys like you. And then there are those who would give anything to find them. And I hope that. Fans in New England recognize that. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, Tom did a lot for 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 up there in that organization and those fans. So <clears throat> I'm sure there'll be a lot of appreciation going on. So, so I, I'm going to ask you a complicated. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, look, I'm going to ask you what's probably a complicated question, but it's so long ago. I mean, that was 20, 1994, is whatever that is, almost thirty years ago. But how important was it to you to win that game? Like you won that game, and you said you were super excited for it. And, 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 you know, a game starts and it can go one of two ways. You can either win or you can lose. How important was it to you that you won that game? Uh, in, outside, I tried to let it be feel like it wasn't that important. But inside, it was, you know, obviously meant a lot to me, on especially on how things transpired in, in the process of getting there and how I ended up there. And um, I think if things were different, um, I might have felt a little bit different, but you know, it's one of the things Bill Walsh came up to me after and <clears throat> said, "Hey, nice, nice game, but unfortunately, these guys are going to go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> no matter whether they lost or not." And eventually did, and and but it still, it was just one of those things where, um, I just wanted to prove that I could still play to them, and uh, more than anything, and. Um, yeah, it's a little different story for Tom. I, I think you know he already proved that he won another Super Bowl after he left, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be excited, excited moment. I don't think he's too concerned about who they're going up against with the team that they have in Tampa, because uh, I see him going back again. I don't, I don't see too many teams trying that can beat him right now. Greeny and the great Joe Montana, which is stunning to say out loud. I fully agree with you. But it is just stunning to say out loud because Tom Brady is 44 years old and there were so few people who, and, and he grew up idolizing you. For anyone who doesn't know that, Brady grew up in Northern California idolizing Joe Montana. I remember one time asking him uh, in an interview when he had surpassed your Super Bowl title, uh, you know, your number of Super Bowls about doing that. And he said, I'll never be in Joe's class. Like he still idolizes you in that regard. So I'd be curious to hear your perspective on what he's doing at this age. I, I know the game is different than it was, but still, at 44 years old, to still be playing like this, how, how do you put that in perspective? Um, I, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy to see. I mean, the man is talented, um, and he is a guy that plays in the pocket. And so as long as you can keep him there and, and he can stay healthy, which with the rules the way they are, he, you know, he's getting hit, but he's not getting hit that many times and he gets rid of the ball quickly. I don't see any reason why that he can't play 
till he said till 50. Um, as long as he, as long as that arm works in the brain, he's, he'll be fine. And as long as they can, you know, you gotta, the line's gotta give him some kind of protection. So you gotta have some guys up there to help. And he's got some great guys on the outside and, you know, who wouldn't want to retire? I mean, I was surprised that Drew left, you know, after, you know, so early mm-hmm. uh, with the rule changes that are there. And, um, but you know, he always looked, took a look around like I did and looked around, you got family and, Hey, I'd still want to be healthy. It was a little different, obviously, when I left there. But I know if it wasn't for the last concussion, I, I probably could have played. Greeny, I look back and kick myself for not playing another year or two. Do you? It, you? You look back. You know, it's interesting because the game is also, let's make it clear how different it is. Joe Montana is with me. You know, I, my, my friend Chris Russo went on a rant the other day about how different the sport is and the idea that we compare what quarterbacks endure now to what guys in your generation and earlier did. And I'm thinking back. I'm just thinking back to some of the hits that I remember seeing you take and all that. How for for younger people in our audience right now, how would you describe how different it is just from a physical punishment standpoint playing quarterback in the NFL today than it was when you played? Well, I think the, the big differentiator back then was the guy that's coming running right, coming right down the middle of you, and you can see him. It outweighs you by 150 pounds. And what made quarterbacks is can I stand there and throw the ball accurately, knowing that guy's going to plant me. Not only is he going to plant me, he's going to compress me into the ground on top of me. And um, that was the difference. Now that guy can't even touch you. And so, as a quarterback, you have a little different feel of uh, almost like it's practice. <laughs> I would imagine. Not that I've been out there. And you can say the game is easier, but it's only easier for the guys who play at that level mm-hmm. that, that have a different understanding. You know, you know, the guys from college are coming in and are going, Oh my gosh, I can probably, well, they, they can't hit me. And I think even like they did last year in college. So uh, the game's different, but it's always been changing. Like you said, you alluded to too, is look at it about the same difference of time before me. And Oh my gosh. I mean, what they did to quarterbacks, what they did to wide receivers on the outside, mm-hmm. they throw them in jail for today, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's, it's, the game's changed, but it's changed for the better, I think. I mean, everybody likes seeing the ball thrown, and, you know, now you add another game to the season, numbers are going to fall like crazy um, as they keep going forward. And, you know, as a player, I'd much rather play an extra real game than another preseason game um, <laughs> because there are guys going different speeds in preseason. You know, the old guys just want to get off the field and not get hurt, and the young guys are trying to prove they can play. So it's a lot more dangerous in the preseason game, I think, than it is in a regular season. I'm so glad to hear you say that, that you don't have, you know, there's so many former players that will have some level of resentment and and all of that for, you know, the players today who seem to have it easier or better and make all the money they make. And it's great to hear that you don't feel that way. Again, it's Joe Montana with us on behalf of Guinness, the legendary Irish brewer, which announced plans to open a tap room in the West Loop neighborhood in Chicago, which will open to the public in early 2023. It's always a pleasure to catch up. Joe, thank you so much. Enjoy the weekend and we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for doing this. Oh, man, thanks, Greeny. Always good to talk to you. Take Take care care of yourself. That's the great Joe Montana, who turned out to be just a perfect guest leading into this game. These quotes from Alex Guerrero and everything else sort of made me feel like the Brady-Patriot game is here, and it is worth reminding you that they go to L.A. first, and you better not be overlooking Aaron Donald. And this actually is the one game on the schedule all year, Bucks at Rams, that our analytics 
say the opponent is the favorite. So I wouldn't imagine they'll be looking past this game, but if they do, they could be in a little bit of trouble. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All all on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. The scoop. Okay, so we will be practically wall-to-wall with the football conversation today, but one of the things that happened while I was away sick for the last couple of days was this latest with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. And I called this the showdown of all sports showdowns because the difference between what's happening, I want to make clear, at least in my perspective, the difference in what's happening with Ben Simmons in Philly right now, in which he's basically said, I'm not showing up, I'm never playing for you again, you're going to have to trade me or that's it is that he's not heading into the final year of his contract. He has an entire contract left to go. So he he couldn't have less leverage upon which to stand, certainly historically. If you look at guys like Dwight Howard, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, all the other players who have left in super high-profile circumstances, all were up against the end of their deals where they were able to say to the team, look, either trade me or I will walk for nothing in this circumstance, the, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers are by no means obligated to do that, at least not contractually. So where does it go from here? When I have questions like that, I always try and get the answers from my buddy, Zach Lowe. You know his podcast, The Low Post, which is the best basketball podcast you will hear anywhere, and he's good enough to jump in with me for a couple of minutes. Zach, you heard the setup there, and thank you very much for being flexible with the time today. Um, what is going to happen here? Because this is something at least I can't think of ever happening before. Well, first of all, Joe Montana to yeah. Zach Lowe is the greatest downgrade in consecutive <laughs> guests you've ever had on the show, and it's not close. That's not Second true. of all, uh, I think what's going to happen is we don't really know the answer to that question until Monday and maybe a few days after that when guys start having to play preseason games and reveal their vaccination status and all of that. Because, look, until Ben Simmons actually doesn't show up and until Ben Simmons actually shows that he's willing to skip games and forfeit a portion of his salary and maybe forfeit his entire $33 million salary at some point. I'm just not sure I believe that that's going to happen. And I am quite sure the Sixers are not convinced that's going to happen. And if they're not convinced that's going to happen, then they're doing what they should do, which is ride this out and assume his trade value can't get any lower because it's already damn low after what happened in the playoffs. It can only get lower if we get desperate. And right now we're just not going to get desperate. And by the way, we think if Tyrese Maxey makes a little jump, we get something out of our rookies that we drafted. We think we can stay afloat just fine. Not, not contend for championships, but stay afloat just fine for 20, 30 games without Simmons and hope he comes back. What is the trade market out there? I I have been of the impression, and Zach, you and I haven't had a chance to chat in a while, that the reason no one's willing to offer anything for him is because they're waiting for the price to come down. They're waiting for literally exactly this to happen, for him to put this figurative gun to their head. But that the reality is he's obviously a player who's worth more than I've read people are willing to give up for him. What is the relative value, you think, of a guy like Ben Simmons right now on the market? I think Philly's biggest obstacle in trading Ben Simmons has been that the other 29 teams watched the Atlanta Hawks series and most of the playoffs and saw the same things we all did, and no one knows quite what to make of him. And as a result, like Greeny, I haven't heard of a deal. Like we always talk about these football analogies, like it was on the five-yard line, the 10-yard line. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't even heard a deal 
that got out of the opposite end zone. Like, I just haven't heard anything that has any traction of any kind. The gap between what the Sixers have asked and what other teams have been willing to offer is so big that I just, it's just crickets right now. And it's been crickets, frankly, for, for a long time, which is why the only thing that makes news is the will he or won't he of whether he's actually going to show up. So give me the crystal ball. Again, Zach Lowe knows everything that happens in the NBA. I know you don't know what's going to happen, but what is your best guess? How, how do you expect this to play out next week and beyond? If you force me to make that kind of prediction, I'm going to say this. I bet he doesn't show up for training camp, and there's four, five, six days a week, two weeks of drama, and eventually he shows up mm-hmm. when there's no trade, when nothing materializes. And, and plays. That would be my, I don't feel great about that prediction, but that seems to me like the most likely of a bunch of different scenarios. Because like you said, Greeny, this is, this is almost unprecedented territory. The league office is watching carefully. I was on with a GM of another team last night who said, we are all watching this, all of us, day to day, minute to minute, because if a player can just say with four years left or five years left on his contract, I'm out, I'm not showing up and he gets, still gets paid or he doesn't get, you know, there, there's no penalty for that and he gets what he wants, like, that's a bad precedent for teams. You can make up that what you will. I'm just saying everybody in the league is watching this. No, I think it's right. It is a bad precedent. His contract base just started, right? They just, re, they just basically decided, okay, we are going on into the future with him, and now he's decided, actually, upon further consideration, because I refuse to shoot the ball, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I... The whole thing is going to be fascinating to watch. I know you need to go tape the podcast again. It's the Low Post Podcast. It's the best. Thanks a million for a few minutes, and I will see you soon. Zach Lowe, thank you. Thanks, Greeny. Always a pleasure. All right, the great Zach Lowe. Again, if you like basketball, you don't need me to tell you it's the best podcast you will ever hear. In the meantime, I did something on TV yesterday that upset a lot of people. I am prepared to explain myself, and I will do so next. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after its time. The genius, you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. All right, so I did something on TV yesterday that got a lot of people mad at me. So let me explain what it is. And that is that we were talking about the Cowboys. Now, I have been a Cowboy. People think that I'm a Cowboy basher. I'm the farthest thing in the world from that. I don't hate the Cowboys. I'm not a giant fan uh, being from New York. The Cowboys are not a team that I dislike. I, in fact, enjoy a lot of things about them. And I enjoy, (coughs) pardon me, how interested everyone who follows the sport is in them. And I like Dak. And there's a lot of things about that team I like. But I, like most people, have noticed that the last few years, they always come up short. They always um, fall short of expectations. And last year was obviously a colossal disaster that went well beyond the injury to the quarterback. And so I was jokingly saying all this offseason in the summer when everyone was making their usual predictions of the Cowboys winning the division and winning playoff games and going to the Super Bowl, which they do every year, I coined the phrase, well, they're always the best team in July and August. The problem for them is that September comes. Well, this year, and this is why I opened this with the genius narrative, because the true sign of a genius is not always being right. It's recognizing when they're wrong. A genius doesn't just obstinately cling to an opinion once it has been proven in that person's own mind to be incorrect. So what I've seen through the first two weeks of this season is something that looks different to me with Dallas. This is a team that had any number of different adverse circumstances thrown in their direction. And rather than crumble and fold, they rose above offensive line questions, shuffling this guy in and that guy out and COVID. And then Demarcus Lawrence, their best player on defense gets, or he was their best player on defense, winds up tearing up his knee or whatever it is that he did on Wednesday in practice. And they're going to throw Micah Parsons out there. Everything in the world working against them. And yet they came and played big. And were they a little lucky to beat the Chargers? Sure they were, but the Chargers are an excellent team. The Chargers are a team that are going to be like 12-5 and five this year. A win at that, in that team stadium is a huge win, no matter how you get it. And I was one who said, I think Zeke Elliott is done during the offseason. That's a huge part of the reason why I didn't believe in them. Well, guess what? They've now gone to a two-back attack. They realize I'm right. Tony Pollard is actually their most effective running back, and he and Zeke together make a pretty good combination. And the defense is much better as being coordinated by Dan Quinn. But the most important reason, the most important reason that I have jumped aboard the Cowboys bandwagon, which, of course, I wound up doing to the nth degree yesterday with the hat and all that silliness, and and part of that was just because I was kind of egged on. But the most important reason, and Bubba, I want to bring you in on this, because Bubba is my resident Cowboy fan. Oh, yeah. The primary reason is that I'm willing to admit I have long been wrong about Dak Prescott, or at minimum, he has convinced me that he is no longer what I used to think he was, which is I thought Dak Prescott was a very good quarterback. He was on the list of good NFL quarterbacks, but was, I thought, a decided step below the truly great quarterbacks in the NFL. And he has convinced me that I'm wrong, that he is truly an elite NFL quarterback, as Bart likes to say, a force multiplier. And those guys elevate everything around them, and I think he has become that in Dallas. And that, more than anything, is the reason I'm on the bandwagon. Bubba, your thoughts? 
Well, I'm glad you joined the bandwagon after only two games in September, but we'll take it any way we can get it. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I agree with uh, everything you're saying there. I, I mean, Dak is definitely elite. Um, I, I agree with that for sure. He is uh, the greatest quarterback that ever lived, um, which, which I think is kind of what you're getting at. Um, I think Montana would agree for sure. Um, but no, I, I mean, I think what's happening with them is they're, it's kind of a combination of just being lucky, but then also making adjustments. I think they kind of got lucky getting C.D. Lamb. A lot of people had them picking uh, Chase on and, or some different linebackers uh, that year, and C.D. Lamb fell to him. He's an unbelievable playmaker. They got him. Uh, last year or, or this year, you know, a lot of people thought it was going to be the cornerbacks. They were both gone. They end up with Parsons. They kind of lucked into him. He's gonna, looks like he's going to be amazing. So both of those picks kind of lucky. Um, you know, we had Mike Nolan on defense. Did not work out. They made the change. They didn't kind of let that, you know, fester. My, uh, you know, Dan Quinn, I think, is a very, very good defensive coordinator. So they made that adjustment. Like you said, the the running backs, Zeke getting paid an unbelievable amount. But, hey, he might not get the most carries. We're going to go Tony Pollard. So I think they're going to the hot hand. I think that's good. They're making the adjustments. I still do have some questions about Mike McCarthy. I'm not entirely sure he's he's going to make the right decisions at the right time. But I think Dak can overcome a lot of those things. And I think they are they are just doing a lot of the things that are going to get them to the NFC East in the playoffs this year. Yeah, look, uh, what you're saying is a different way of saying the team that has so often gotten all of those kinds of things wrong is finally the team that's getting them right. Right. And so what I'm saying is I'm on the Cowboys bandwagon, not because I like them, but because they're good. And when they're right, they're right. Nothing is worse than obstinate dug-in people who won't admit when they're wrong. That's parenthetically how we got to be where we are in America today. So I admit it. The Cowboys got a lot of this right. Now, I want to hear Nuno's take on this. I'm up against the end of an hour here. Oh, God. But so Nuno is one of many. And look, that we all know, everyone knows people like this. He hates the Cowboys in his heart and in his soul. So I want to hear if it pains him to admit that the Cowboys are suddenly a team that is getting things right. We will ask him that question. we got Buster jumping in and a whole lot more next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.